People who love to eat are always the best people. Julia Child. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me again today. I'm really excited about this episode. You see, I'm very passionate about food. I love to cook, I love to bake, I love to eat, but it doesn't just stop there. I love to talk about the interplay of flavors, the quality of the ingredients that are used, the techniques that help take the dish to the next level. You will often find my family and I eating dinner or dessert with our eyes closed, trying to describe the flavors and the textures of our food. A bit much? Maybe. But my inner French girl is having a blast. So most of you do not share my same enthusiasm for food, and that's totally okay. In this episode, I'm going to share some tips that I've learned from years of meal planning. I promise to keep it simple. On my own journey of finding the perfect meal planning system, I have noticed that people like to overcomplicate things. We try to mold our family's meal plan to one that we found on Pinterest or on YouTube. We plan and we cook a million different things, a ton of food gets wasted, and we end up hating meal planning. Does that sound familiar? I am giving you permission right now to implement any of the tips that you find useful from this episode and completely ignore the others. We are all different in so many ways, and there's no way that one meal planning system is going to fit us all. The goal of this post for me is to simply just make things easier for you. Um, Really, the whole point behind meal planning is to open up space in your week to eliminate the constant what's for dinner question and get you one step closer to your ideal work-life balance. We're striving for elegance, remember? So we need to find a system that is beautiful in its simplicity and effectiveness. Some of you might not be very excited about meal planning, but I encourage you to listen anyway and see if I can convince you that meal planning might be something worth considering. If not, I have an alternative suggestion that I'll share um, towards the end of the episode with a special offer that might be helpful for you. So why are we talking about meal planning on a podcast that's dedicated to work-life balance? Well, most women actually shoulder the responsibility of feeding their families every week. This probably does not come as a surprise to you, But we do tend to do the majority of the planning, the shopping, and the cooking. In fact, a recent Gallup poll looked at heterosexual U.S. couples who were married and living together and found that women did the grocery shopping in 45% of the households and prepare the food in 51% of the households. But when we look specifically at mothers, Pew Research found that 80% of women report being the one to grocery shop and prepare those meals. Obviously, all the shopping and cooking takes time and energy and can quickly eat. See what I did there? It can quickly eat into our resources. 
As I've mentioned before on this podcast, resources are so important when we are talking about work-life balance. Without resources like time, energy, money, etc., we are unable to meet the demands of our work and our life roles, and we put ourselves at risk of experiencing stress and burnout. Thus, we need to make sure that we're utilizing our resources intentionally. And one way we can do this is by adapting a meal planning routine. So why might a meal planning routine be helpful? I personally have been engaging in some sort of meal planning routine since I first got married. Back then, which is like 10 years ago, I was still an undergraduate student and on a very, very tight budget. Meal planning was helpful because it allowed me to plan out our meals around the store sales, the coupons I had. That way we could stick to our budget and save money. Fast forward to today, and it still helps us stick to a budget, but it has become more necessary for the sake of time management and self-care. I truly believe that meal planning should be done from the mindset of self-care. I know that may sound strange, but as I've mentioned before, Taking the time to plan out the week's meals up front is going to open up more space for you, more breathing room for you throughout the rest of the week. And from a health standpoint, making an intentional plan for the food that you and your family are going to eat throughout the week is an opportunity for you to care and love yourself. It frees you from grabbing that $5 pizza on the way home, even though you know it's not good for you because you have a plan. You've already bought the groceries and you are ready to go. So in last week's episode, Planning for Balance, I discussed my weekly planning routine. If you didn't catch it, I encourage you to check it out. When we pair meal planning with other intentional actions like weekly planning, it can get us that much closer to our elegantly balanced life. Okay, so let's dive into some tips. These tips are offering like an overarching view on meal planning, and they're definitely not all-inclusive or exhaustive, Um, but I didn't want to overwhelm you with a two-hour-long podcast on meal planning. So here we go. Hey there. I just wanted to interrupt this episode. I know, it's weird to interrupt myself, isn't it? But anyway, I wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know that I have created a meal planning with ease guide to help you get started with your meal planning. I know meal planning can sometimes feel overwhelming, so I've tried to make it as easy and elegant as possible by providing a sample meal plan following the tips that I'm going to share in this episode. It's also got a template for you to fill in as you plan your meals and make your grocery list. Finally, I've listed out some of my favorite meal planning resources in there. Pause the episode and go grab your copy at kayleyhackney.com forward slash meal plan so that you can work through it along with me. I've left the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the show. The first one, don't overplan. Yes, I just started a meal planning routine with the recommendation to not plan. Are you confused yet? Early on, I would plan a different breakfast, lunch, and dinner for every day of the week. I thought that it would be amazing. Think of the variety of foods that we were going to get to eat. But you know what happened? Yeah, I was stressed trying to fix so many different dishes. We couldn't actually eat all of that food, and a lot of things went to waste. Basically the opposite of introducing more elegance and ease into my life. We've gone very minimalist in terms of our weekly plan. 
or weekly meal plan, which I think is the main reason that it can be done with ease instead of feeling like just another chore that I have to take on. Each week, I plan one breakfast dish and one lunch dish that we're going to eat on throughout the entire week. Yes, I said one. Doesn't that sound easy? The truth is, we are creatures of habit. My husband wants eggs and turkey sausage every morning for breakfast. My daughter could literally live on mandarin oranges. By planning for only one breakfast meal and one lunch meal, I can easily prep those meals on Sunday evening and then not have to give them a second thought throughout the rest of the week. That opens up so much mental and physical energy to do all the other time, other, all the other things that I want to do throughout the week, and it reduces the time that I'm spending in the kitchen. For those of you with kids who have to pack their lunches, I encourage you to chat with your child about what they like to take to lunch. When my son was three, he started going to preschool, and I found myself wanting to be that Pinterest perfect mom. You know, the one that sent everything organic and it was beautifully arranged in like a rainbow collar in his little bento lunchbox. Um, I also wanted him to have a wide variety of lunches, so I tried to pack different ones every day and surprise him. Okay, let's be honest, I only kept up with that for like a few weeks. But one day, I thought that maybe he was old enough that I could actually ask him what he wanted to take in his lunch. And you know what he asked for? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. I was making it too complicated, and I'm sure that I'm not alone here. My son's now six and takes the same lunch to school Monday through Friday. It varies week to week, depending on what he requests or which type of fruits are in season, but it's the same thing all week long. Just like my own breakfasts and lunches, I can pack his lunches up on Sunday evening and then forget about them the rest of the week. Okay, tip number two. Take an inventory. Before you sit down and list out all of your meals, take a few minutes to look in your freezer, your fridge, and your pantry. What ingredients do you already have on hand? Perhaps even more important, is there anything that needs to be used up pretty quickly? My husband and I get a really crazy sense of joy when we are able to use up everything in our fridge without it going to waste. We kind of view it as a challenge. So take an inventory of what you have. Some people like to actually list it out and then you can cross them off as you use things up. I think that's too much work, so I just like to glance through before I make a list. And if there's some chicken in the freezer or pasta sauce in the pantry, those can be the foundations of some of your meals this week. By doing this, you're going to save money since you're not buying things that you already have and you're gonna use them before they go bad. And you're also going to have an idea of where to start when you sit down to try to come up with some meals. Okay, tip three. Embrace the elegance of soup. One year, I decided that I was going to cook my way through a French cookbook. I was determined to introduce a variety of flavors and textures to my then two-year-old son. We did try a lot of fun and interesting things, um, but the biggest takeaway for me and my family was that soup is a really beautifully simple and effective dish. In other words, it's elegant. Think about it. You can make a huge pot of soup at the beginning of the week, and you can eat on it all week long by simply popping a bowl in the microwave. 
Not only that, soup tends to get better as the ingredients sit together in the fridge. And there's also, if you plan it accordingly, soup is a dish that can provide a well-balanced meal all in one bowl. It's great. Growing up in the rural Midwest, soup was often a dish that we reserved for the cold weather. And the soups that we did eat were really hearty soups, like potato soup or chili soup or chili soup, chili or vegetable beef soup. If you have a similar background, you may have to shift your mindset around soup a little bit, but hear me out. There is a soup, multiple really, for every season. The key is to make the soup with seasonal vegetables. Pumpkin apple soup is really amazing in the fall, but a sweet pea and asparagus soup is delightful when it comes to the springtime. For those of you with picky eaters, which I know there's a lot of you out there, or even if you don't really like vegetables yourself, I'm right there with you, soup can be a really great way to introduce veggies into your diet. Um, it might take some experimenting, but for us, we have found that we love pureed vegetable soups, like the pumpkin apple soup I just mentioned. However, we don't really like soups with large chunks of vegetables in them let alone like a heaping plateful of steamed veggies. It's just not our thing. So instead, almost every week, I will pick one soup to fix and we plan on that being our lunch throughout the week. Tip number four, don't spend too much time searching for recipes. We've all done it. We've sat down to do our meal plan and then two hours later, we've gone down the Pinterest rabbit hole. We've added 100 recipes to our new meal planning board because we're so excited about it, and yet we don't really have anything planned for the upcoming week. It does, gonna, it does take some trial and error, but finding one or two sources of really good recipes and then sticking to those can be helpful. My favorite places to go are thekitchen.com, without an E, and my, um, my French Women Don't Get Fat cookbook. I highly recommend The Kitchen for recipes. I'll link them in the show notes. But I've been using this website as my primary source for recipes for the last three years. And I've thoroughly enjoyed 99.9% .9 of everything I've made. They also have recipes for like any diet you could come up with. And there's even a section of their website dedicated to meal planning and prep. Like I said, I'll link this in the show notes if you want to check it out. I have had some of you say that you get bored by eating the same thing over and over. If that's you, then introducing one new recipe each week from one source um, can really help. We all have our different tolerances for repetition um, when it comes to our food, but I like to keep a running list or a notebook of recipes that I know that my family and I love. There's nothing wrong with rotating 10 to 15 dinners every couple of weeks, especially if they're your favorite. We probably eat tacos every week, sometimes more than once a week, but we love them and they're super easy to make. So if you're going to try to add new recipes to change it up a little bit, I do recommend that maybe you pair them up with some of your tried and true recipes or some of your dinners that you always go to, um, things that you could make in your sleep. Because we're trying to keep this easy, remember? And you don't need to be trying five new recipes and making something new and um, different every single night of the week. Go easy on yourself. 
Okay, number five, plan each meal accordingly. So building up on my very first point about not over planning when it comes to meal planning, make sure that as you plan your meals for the week, that you take into consideration the activities that you have planned for that week. This is where meal planning pairs really nicely with that weekly planning routine from last week's episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. Okay, so our goal is to reduce the demands on our time and our energy so that we can avoid feeling overwhelmed and stressed. So we don't want to pile on the demand of cooking a brand new gourmet meal on the same day that we have five Zoom calls, childcare pickup, after school soccer, and church community group. That's just not gonna happen. On your really busy days, plan to make a simple meal. Better yet, when you make dinner the night before, maybe just make enough to have leftovers so that you can eat them that following day. I know some people will say, well, we never have leftovers, my family eats everything. But you will have leftovers if you've planned for it. Like I said, the key is to line up your meal plan with your weekly planning routine or your weekly schedule so that you're making things easier for yourself. If leftovers aren't your thing, you can always um, give yourself some grace. And instead of planning a meal for that night that you know is going to be really busy, maybe just plan to eat out or plan to pick up some carryout. By planning for it up front, you can choose the restaurant ahead of time instead of mindlessly just going through the drive-thru that's closest, and you can budget for it. This means that you can eat out without feeling the guilt um, associated with that because you've already planned for it. Okay, number six is a little bit tangential, but I think it's helpful when it comes to meal planning because once you make a meal plan, you have to go pick up those groceries. So number six is make your grocery list in the order of your store layout. There is nothing worse than being in a really busy grocery store only to realize that you forgot to grab the milk and it's at the other side of the store. This drives me crazy. I hate doing this. So I used to do this a lot. I would spend half of my shopping trip backtracking to aisles that I'd already been in. And the solution to this is to make your grocery list in the order of the store layout. This can seriously cut your shopping time in half, especially on a really busy day at the store. You can do this the old-fashioned way, just by simply listing out the different sections of the store, such as the produce section, the frozen aisle, the dry goods, the dairy, the meat, etc. You can list them out in the order that you would normally walk through your store, and then as you list the different ingredients that you need to pick up, you can categorize them on your list. More and more stores are actually allowing you to build your grocery list on their website or their app, And a lot of times, if you select your location on their website or app, it's actually going to populate the aisle number for you. And then you can literally know exactly where everything is in the store. It's really great. Um, Target, I spend a lot of time at Target, but Target even has a map of the store that you could pull up in your your app and then plan your, your list out that way. So highly recommend that you take advantage of some of these tools that the stores have put out there. If you're still not a fan of going to the store, you could look into some curbside pickup or delivery. When you're taking this route, you can skip the list making step 
and you literally just add the ad items that you need for your week directly to your cart. And this option does require that you plan a little bit ahead because um, you have to allow enough time to schedule your certain pickup day or time, um, but it really just depends on the store. For example, here we have an HEB, and it feels like if I want to do store pickup there, I have to know my list like four days in advance, which is not super helpful. But um, Walmart, I only have to know maybe four hours in advance of when I want to pick up. So if you don't like to go to the store, you should look into what some of the options are near you. All right, tip number seven. When all else fails, consider a meal delivery kit. Maybe you're listening to this episode and you're really thinking, there is no way that I have time for all of this. I get it, I really do, I've been there. I'm a tenure track professor and when I returned to work after my maternity leave, there was no time to be spent on planning and shopping and prepping all the food. So instead we used HelloFresh. Um, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service and by using that type of service, there's lots of them out there you could look into, um, but by doing that, you cut out all the time that you're going to spend on the meal planning itself and on the shopping. And in my opinion, you get to skip to the fun part, which is the actual cooking and eating the food. I've tried a few different meal, meal delivery kits. My favorite one is definitely HelloFresh. Um, not only did it make the meal planning easier, I mean, you literally like click through their menu, select the meals that look good. And if you don't even wanna do that, they will pre-select meals for you based on different preferences that you've put into your profile. But the food was delicious. It was fun to pick out and try some new exciting dishes, things that I wouldn't necessarily have planned for, like pecan crusted trout with an apple studded salad and thyme roasted potatoes, which was delicious, even my six-year-old approved. Um, but meals like this allowed me to expand my cooking skills and introduce my family to a wider variety of flavors. Um, it was really great to be able to do that without spending all the extra time um, on planning it all out and trying to find all of that at the store, especially in a really busy season of life. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in anything like that, I'll leave a link below in the show notes. Um, if you follow this link, it will give you $40 off your first box of HelloFresh. Um, in full transparency, if you use it, I also get $20 credit towards my box. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, you should check it out. Um, if not, then I hope that the first five steps or the first five tips um, to meal planning are helpful. So. I know meal planning can be overwhelming, it can be stressful, and because of that, sometimes we just put it off and don't do it at all. Um, but I know that the weeks that I have spent the time meal planning on Sundays, those weeks are definitely the ones that I experience the most ease and peace throughout the week. So to help you guys get started with your meal planning, I have created a meal planning guide and in it, I provide a sample meal plan to help illustrate how I implement some of the tips that I just walked through. Um, I've also provided a template for you to like fill in as you plan your meals, and it's pink and pretty, um, and a template to how, you're, how you could make your grocery list. And I've also listed out some of my favorite resources for recipes or for tips for picky eaters, etc. cetera. Um, you can grab your copy 
uh, for of this guide, the meal planning with ease guide at www.kayleehackney.com forward slash meal plan. And I will also link that below in the show notes. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Like I said, I could talk about food and meal planning and stuff forever. So if you have, um, if you're like that and you'd like to continue the conversation, uh, reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, or you can send me an email um, by going to my website, kayleehackney.com and clicking contact me. Um, and yeah, I'd really love to hear from you. Thanks all and have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.